Hello and welcome again to the Fellow Cast. And today we have another Bring Your Own Bible episode with Garth van Niekerk. And we are in the book of Joshua. Last week we did Joshua part one. We'll just call today Joshua part two and see how far we get. There we go. Yes. So we're actually jumping in in chapter seven, which is the story of how Achan then at the battle of Jericho took some of the stuff that he should not have taken. It was clear instructions. You're not allowed to take any spoil, no live animals. Everything had to be destroyed and that. And all those things that were treasures there were devoted to God. Yes. and not all of the cities would work that way later on. Not all the battles worked that way. They, they all also didn't break down all the cities or burn them. Like they did in Jericho. Um, remember what God said to Moses uh, in the book, or through Moses in the book of Deuteronomy. He said, when you go into the land, you stay in cities that you have not built. Yeah. You eat from fields that you have not planted. So the, the whole idea was not for them to go and destroy everything. Yes. But this particular one was a sign. It's the Lord's. Yeah. The first battle, the first stuff, it's his, like a tithe paid in advance. Yeah, okay. Mm. Makes sense. It's, like it's a an cleansing. act of faith, actually. Yeah. 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 And then look at how chapter 7 starts. I think that's a powerful statement. It says, but the Israelites were unfaithful in the God to the devoted things. Mm. Mm. Why? Because Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against the Israelites. Isn't that powerful? Mm. Just that whole thing of how my sin can influence an entire community, an entire family, an entire church. Um, We cannot live so isolated that it's just me and the Lord. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. We had a good conversation about that last night, actually, how important relationships are. Yeah. And that each action within a relationship has a cause cause and effect you can't say well i didn't mean to that's fine if you didn't mean to but you must recognize that it did do something or there's always a consequence to to each action yeah Yeah. so as as new testament believers take that body picture that paul speaks about yes um that the finger and the toe and everything is part of one body yeah it's not just a gift picture or a talents picture mm. or something like that. It's really my relationship with the Lord and this family around me yeah. is integrated. I cannot mm. separate it. Yeah. So he took some of the stuff and then they went off on their next battle against I, which was a much smaller city. I think later on it says like 16,000 people. Okay, that is pretty small. In comparison to Jericho, it's yeah. really small. Um, and so Joshua also presumed, all right, I'm just going to send a, a portion of the army. Mm. I'm not going to send the entire army off there. It should be easy pickings. And they got beaten. Is that a bit of pride there, do you think? Yeah, maybe don't, maybe just not the wisdom as yeah, well to yeah. ask the Lord first. Yes, before. What's our next step? Yeah. Um, now the Lord gave the instructions, take the land. So he's obedient. Yeah. Ah, it's a bit listen carefully. Maybe there's more, yeah. The next story about the Gibeonites is going to be the same kind of thing. Okay. So we get that lesson that, hey, don't just assume. Yeah. Keep asking the Lord. You pray and then you slay. Uh, well, uh, yes, like that's a t-shirt right there. We there. Go. Pray and then you slay. <laughs> and then um, uh, 36 of the Israelites died in that battle because the people of Ai came out and defeated them. Sure. And suddenly... The Israelites were struck with fear. Hmm. It's what? We had one success. The next battle, we'd only just 
started this taking the land thing and we've already lost a battle against such a small city. Mm. So they should have been afraid because yeah. they've just walked into a territory and made themselves despicable to these Canaanites yeah. by taking one of their cities. And now, what? Bigger trouble. Yeah. So they wept before the Lord and the Lord came and said to Joshua, hey, listen up. Why are you crying? <laughs> You've sinned. And as long as there's sin in your midst, you will not have victory. Sure. Um, what then, uh, just listen to the way he prayed over there. Um, I, I underlined that, just jumped over at verse 9. What then will you do for your great name? Isn't it interesting? He prays the same way that Moses did. In terms mm. of God, this is your glory that's at stake. And the Lord said to him, no, 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 stand up. What are you doing down in your face? Israel has sinned. And uh, the Lord then revealed, somebody have taken some of the stuff they shouldn't have. And it ends in verse 13. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. And so he got the whole nation together and tribe by tribe, they walked past. And then clan by clan, family by family. And it came to this man, Achan. And he said to him, interesting words, he says, give glory to God. Tell us what you've done. <laughs> Eh? bring it out mm. you know and then he says yes i've taken a, a babylonian cloak and i've taken some silver and a bar of gold and i hid it in a hole inside my tent it's there they sent some guys they found it and then they stoned him and his entire family sure. and piled up a big pile of stones on top of him and it ends off saying and that pile is still there today so it's like that other stones they've taken out the river mm. this is another remember um, Do not disobey God. Yes. Wow. And and the the big memory, if I can just hammer that in again, is um, a lot of people have paid. 36 people died. Sure. And the Lord's mm. glory was at stake. Mm. So it's a big deal. You know, it's not just him. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the key for him was coveting. Coveting. Eh? Mm. So they dealt with him. Now the sin was dealt with. And then um, Joshua got a strategy. So at night, he put a part of the army um, behind the city of Ai. They had to hide behind the city out of sight, but they had to be vigilant. Watch what was happening the next morning. And then also at night, he marched the rest of the army in front of the city. And when the people of Ai woke up that morning, they saw, hey, the Israelites are ready to come to battle. So they quickly got their army out and they said, it's all right. We'll tackle them like, like last time. So they came very arrogantly yeah. out <laughs> against a much bigger army yeah. already in the front of them because now the entire army was involved. And then the Israelites ran away. Huh. They thought, we got them. We're going to chase them down. Hmm. And then as they followed them some distance away, the guys hiding behind the city came in to the city which was left open, yeah. and it's unguarded. And they set the city on fire, and when they turned around and saw, goodness, our city is burning, they wanted to run back, but now the Israelites from the front have already turned around, and those guys came out of the city, and they were caught in between wow. the whole army of Israel. What a strategy. <laughs> yeah, but watch the spiritual element as well that's really interesting for me that the lord then spoke as soon as the city was on fire the lord spoke to joshua and he said to him hold out your javelin to the city because i've given the city into your hands 
and he did not let the javelin down until the entire city was destroyed, sure. set on fire. It's it's like a spiritual sign. Yeah. He's so obedient. He will not. Now, have you held something in front of you for yeah, a long time heavy. recently? <laughs> a javelin's a heavy yeah. thing as well, eh? Um, that reminds me of was it Moses who had to hold or Aaron who had to hold uh, up the yeah, staff? Yeah, who had to hold uh, up Moses' hands. Oh, yes, and if he because if he dropped it, the, his hands, the, they would lose. They would lose the battle. Yeah, very much the same. It's like a physical effort yeah. that had to be kept, kept, kept in kept, obedience kept. to God. Yeah. yeah, there was another king that was later told by Elisha, um, beat these, uh, what's it, um, Pila. Arrows. Yeah, I wanted to oh, say yes. piles. Yeah. <laughs> piles. <laughs> Beat them on the ground, and then he only did it three times, yes. and it um, he was rebuked because he said, oh, no, you're only going to have three victories. You should have done it five or six times. Keep beating know? it, yeah. So it is that thing of, until we take this city, I will keep obeying you, yeah, you wow. know, even if it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 It's a good Just a, re a reminder that remember who went ahead that commander of the armies of heaven said, mm. I'm going ahead of you into this place and I'm fighting the battle in the spiritual. You're just following me in the physical. Yeah. Okay. So this then becomes the, the catalyst for the rest of the book. This whole thing of I. Jericho is taken, I is taken. And when the people around saw, oh goodness, these Israelites have crossed the Jordan. They've already taken two of our strong fortified cities. Mm. Then they became seriously scared. And um, the, it's going to be three big battles being fought now. Because first, it's the, it's the central country. Remember, they came into the middle of the country, yes. of the territory yes. that the Lord would have given them. So that hill country is going to band together. All the Amorite kings, five of them, is going to come together as one army against the Israelites. Which already, yeah, the odds are against the Israelites, yes. right? And um, then... When they defeat them, the southern armies uh, are going to say, listen, we better band together. And even more came together as one army. Sure. And in response to that, finally, the northern armies all the way to Lebanon is going to say, come on, we better take these guys out. Hmm. Um, so that's how it's going to play out. But as these armies, uh, as these kings started chatting to one another, say, we better get together and fight these guys. There's one group of people, the Gibeonites, which is a really, really strong. It said it was one of the royal, glorious cities. Hmm. Um, these guys just looked at this and said, no, nah, we don't stand a chance. Their God is too strong for us. Sure. And so they had to make another plan. And obviously they realized the Israelites are here to take over the country. Hmm. They've already destroyed two cities. They didn't make peace with the cities. They wiped them out. <laughs> Um, so they didn't have hope of making a treaty with them, so they uh, they came with a ruse, with a deception. So they sent some uh, guys to them uh, riding on donkeys, and on these donkeys they put some dry bread in bags and old patched-up wine skins. And so they came to these to Joshua and the elders and they said listen we come from far far away and we've heard of the glory of your God of the great things that he's done for you with the Egyptians and how he started giving you this land and just to give honor to you we want to come and make peace with you guys and say come on uh, make a peace treaty with us and they said where you come from no we come from far but how do we know you come from far good question yeah I said well 
look at our bread. The bread's old. It was fresh when yeah. we left. Now it's dry, crusty, moldy. And look at our wineskins. It was brand new when we left. And so now you start thinking, yeah, that's a long journey. Yeah. You're from far away. But they didn't inquire of the Lord. Same as with I. Yeah. Didn't inquire of the Lord. And so they made a peace treaty, which is perfectly reasonable mind-wise, right? Mm. Because they only had a, they knew exactly the territory that God gave them. So if these guys are from that far away, you're outside our territory. Yeah, you're not even us. in our land. Um, that's not what the Lord would give us. And they made a peace treaty. And then a few days after these guys left, it came out somehow. These guys are right around the corner. They're in this hill territory that mm. we just started taking. And out of real, real anger, the elders with Joshua and the army came together with the Gibeonites. And they said to him, why have you deceived mm. us? And interesting, the people of Israel were really angry with Joshua and the elders for making this peace treaty. Mm. So... Now they were in the dwang with yeah. with everybody. <laughs> we messed up. Yeah. Um, but wonderful. They made the peace treaty. They gave their promise. Yeah. And even if it hurt, the Lord's yeah. going to keep them to this. Sure. And I just want to jump far ahead now just to show how the Lord honors the promise that they made, even if they later forgot about it. Much, much later, that's after the judges into the monarchy, day, um, Saul, the first king, somehow mistreated the Gibeonites. Uh, we don't know exactly what he did, but it didn't even come out in his life. It was by the end of David's reign, the king after Saul, mm. there was this serious drought for a long time. And finally, when David was so desperate, he said, Lord, what's going on here? Why is there a drought? The Lord said, because Saul mistreated the Gibeonites. Sure. It Incredible. Wasn't even, it wasn't even God's promise he, that he made. It was the Israelites. Joshua. Listen, it wasn't even God's desire yeah. for them to make this promise. Incredible, yeah. That's incredible. Wow. The Lord's keeping them to a promise that he didn't even want for them. Yeah. They just didn't ask him, but it was a promise. Yeah. And sure. then to make the whole thing right, um, seven of Saul's sons were handed over to the Gibeonites, and they killed them and impaled them. Yeah. And then it says, the drought broke, and God brought in the rain. Wow. Hey? It's such a serious thing, <laughs> making a promise. We really, really, really have to watch. Yeah. So, back to Joshua then. Um, these Gibeonites then made this treaty, and the Israelites were angry, and then Joshua said to him, listen guys, all right. Because you deceived us, we're going to keep our promise, but you guys will be woodcutters and water bearers for all generations from here on out. In other words, you are slaves. Mm. All right? Um, that's how you're going to live. And they were grateful. They yeah. were happy for that, not to be killed. To be killed so and wiped that's out. That's all right. That's our deal then, our, our, our lot in life. But then when the rest of the Amorites in the hill country heard that the Gibeonites made peace with the Israelites, they realized... Listen, this force of the Israelites are growing. Now the Gibeonites are with them. And because yeah. the Gibeonites were that strong, they realized we better take them out. So five of the Amorite kings came together as one army and encircled the city of the Gibeonites. And they then sent a mayday, mayday to Joshua. Said, please 
keep your promise. Do not forsake us now because these five kings want to wipe us out. And then Joshua took a military initiative with an all-night march. He reached the Gibeonites, uh, the, the city, and then um, surprised, attacked these five kings. And it, it was a glorious, glorious battle. Uh, he cried out to God and said, God, please, uh, obviously it's a massive army to fight. Let the sun stand still in a certain place. Let the moon stand still in a certain place until we've destroyed these guys. In other words, freeze time for us. And it was in the hearing of the army, and God heeded his prayer, and this incredible miracle happened. Yeah. So the earth stopped. Stopped for that one moment. Yes. And it was for about 24 hours That's for an entire amazing. day. Uh, so that they can have that extra time. Not just that, <laughs> but the Lord hailed down large hailstones on this army of five kings. And more of those guys died due to the hailstones than due to the swords of the Israelites. God was fighting God for was them. Fighting, there was yeah. this, just this phrase in there. Never before has God heeded the prayer of a man like on that day. Oh, wow. Phenomenal. Just watch the grace of God in this as well. They've messed up. Yeah. But they, God even comes in his glory and uses their mistake to have this incredible defeat in one battle against five kings. Hmm. Then when the southern kings heard, oh my goodness, they've defeated all five Amorite kings. They banded together with a massive, massive army. It says, um, as much as the sand on the seashore, and came and fought against the Israelites. And again, the Lord gave victory. And they went from city to city to city after that battle and took it. So, again, the Gibeonites is the trigger in this. And the Lord is just using it. They're banding together, and in a quick, quick, quick time, he gave them victory over the south. Yeah. In response, then, the northern kings gathered together, even a bigger army. And again, the Lord just gave victory. Um, So just this incredible sudden sweep across the territory that he's given them. But then to remember, at the end of that, it's going to list all of these kings that they defeated. If I'm right, it's 36 kings in total. Sure. I'm just baffled. Sorry, Garth. I'm I'm struggling to move <laughs> move past the sun standing still. And that's <laughs> How can just, you? Yeah, Don't it, ever move past it's one it. of those things that, I, like, I tr- I try to imagine what it must have been like on that day over the earth, where yeah. for one battle on one side of the planet, God stops everything. Uh, it must have been quite quite something. Yes. I mean, how does it even happen? Yeah. How does that work? I mean. It's God. A different kind of discussion there. Just, just another thought. I mean, the earth can keep spinning and God can freeze the entire universe yeah. around the earth. Yeah, all that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or turn it with the earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to have to happen. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, either way. Just shows you how big God is. Just that's, that's what it is for me. Just that reminder of his magnificence. Yeah. 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 But consider the faith as well. Yeah. To pray something like that. Yeah. Hey? Yeah, Lord, will you just stop? Just keep the sun up a little bit longer. How, how yeah, do you come sure. to that point? Just It must be a stirring of, of God inside to say, this is actually possible. Mm. I can ask for something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we see something on a smaller scale when, when Jesus calms the storm on, yes. on, on, the, on the lake. 
so there are other instances that you kind of can relate but th that's a massive thing this uh, this actually affects the whole world right yeah. time <laughs> yeah it affects everything <laughs> yeah. yeah only god Absolutely. I was wrong. At the end of chapter 12, it lists all those kings and it says 31 kings in all sure. in these three concessive battles. Boom, boom, boom after the other. And then it makes a list in chapter 13 to say the land that still has to be conquered. So get the picture then. It's big cities taken with these kings. But in between, there's big, big, big pockets of land still to be taken. Mm. So everything is not done, not by a long shot. They've now sort of got control over the territory, but there's still a whole lot of people mm. staying in the land that shouldn't be there. And then it starts with a uh, list of just saying how the land is divided up. Um, so there's a couple of interesting things in between. Um, in chapter 14, see there's land allotted to Caleb. So the other ones are more Judah, mm. Naphtali, those, it's, it's tribes. But he is honored and receives a particular land then. Um, and he actually goes and takes Hebron. Um, and then there's later on a, a, a specific piece of land allotted to Joshua as well. He gets his own uh, special land allotted to him over and above the fact that he's in a tribe. Um, then at one stage, there's these daughters that comes and says, listen, we don't have brothers. Mm. Uh, Dad left us. So what now? How are we going to get land? Um, and it's just beautiful to watch the justice happening in all of this. You say, absolutely. The Lord says, yes, you will have your territory as well. Go for it. Mm. There, there's your land. Yeah. Um, so all of these minor issues then start uh, arising, and it just shows the beauty and the righteousness of God, isn't mm. it? Mm. Um, in chapter 20, we get something called the cities of refuge. What does your translation call it? It says the same, yeah. Same thing. Now, um, Moses spoke about this in Deuteronomy, saying when you come into the land, there has to be cities of refuge. Consider God's beautiful justice with that. It says if somebody killed somebody by accident and the avenger of blood comes to take revenge on that, uh, let's say my boy and your boy gets into a fight and somehow one of the boys dies. Mm. Um, nobody intended it or maybe just they fell out a tree or something and my family comes against your family mm. to revenge what they consider to have been a murder. Then the Lord's grace just saying there's certain cities scattered all over the land that I can then run or my boy can run into that city and the elders of that city have to keep that man safe until the case is heard sure. and it's found guilty, not guilty. Mm. Um, it's real grace, isn't yeah. it? But, but also that God acknowledges the fact that, listen, um, there's such emotion around something like that, that sin could be added to an accident mm. if he doesn't put something in place because sure. men are weak. Yeah. We just sometimes get beyond ourselves and yeah. we mess up. Yeah. So he actually just put a defense in place to say, let justice have its way. Let God's everything justice. calm down, have a look. Sure. Yeah. After that's then chapter 21 is the towns of the Levites. Remember, they didn't get land, big territory. Yeah. They got cities with a pocket around it so they could farm on. Um, and remember the Lord's statement. It's because the Lord is their inheritance. Yeah. 
beautiful. Yeah. And they also, they didn't have a particular territory. They scattered all throughout Israel because they there for the all priests, Israel yeah. to help them worship God yeah. and to teach them and so on. Okay. Um, like it says in Malachi, the Levite, the mouth of a Levite must be able to teach and lead an instruction. They're not just in the temple. They're helping the entire nation understand the, the law. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Then in chapter 22, we get this um, interesting thing. <laughs> uh, remember the eastern tribes? It was, help me out, it's Reuben, Gad, Manasseh that Sounds said, right. listen, we want the territory uh, on the eastern side of the Jordan River that belonged to Moab, that plain. Yeah. They asked for that. Now they've fought these battles together alongside of Joshua. Because they made the promise that they will, they'll still help fight the fights but they want their inheritance a bit earlier right yes yeah. so their kids their families their animals are waiting Still on the other home, side yeah. of the jordan now they said listen we've done our job can we go home joshua says well done you've been faithful go home mm. as soon as they went home and they crossed the jordan they built an altar on the other side of the jordan river and it's somebody saw it and came running to joshua and the elders and said listen these guys have built an altar where God and Moses have not instructed it. So the whole Israelite army came together to fight against these guys, to say, hey, what on earth have you done? You've crossed the Jordan and now you're worshiping another idol. Yeah. And they say, whoa, 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 whoa. This idol will be a reminder for you guys and for us so that never you can come to us and say, you're not with us. This is a replica of okay. the altar that we will come and worship on with you. Yeah, uh, It was just such a beautiful moment yeah. that they actually put a physical sign up so that in generations to come, nobody can say they're not part of Israel. Yeah. Just because a river is dividing them and the rest of the yes, nation. Yes. Yeah. A real practical way in doing it as well. Yes, but a close encounter with a big battle. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows the fervor that they had at this moment for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, do not move away from God. Yeah. You know? And they've realized when we do things without consulting God first, the results aren't great. Yes. So they were just assuming these guys were just doing their own thing. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and then the covenant is renewed, and then that famous last speech of Joshua at the end of the book, where he gets the entire nation together, and he says to them, um, uh, verse, 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 verse 14, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the river and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors that they served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. And the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord, to serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us out of, um, and our parents up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before your eyes. Uh, he protected us. It's the Lord who drove all these nations out. So they make this covenant and say, We will serve the Lord. But then watch verse 19. Joshua replies with, You are not able to serve the Lord. He is a holy God. He's a jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sin. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, he will turn and bring disaster on you and make an end of you after he has been good to you. No, we will serve the Lord. Just a stern, stern warning. warning yeah. Watch out. You know, he gave you the victory. 
you're going to lose the victory if you walk away from him. But mm. they're adamant. They're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. Mm. It's a wonderful book, I think. For me, it's just one of those overarching themes. It's just of God's might and of God's justice and how he actually, yes, he chose the Israelites and he, and he used them to conquer these places. But if you take God out of the story, there won't be anything to really report on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just those mir miraculous things like the he sun. He is standing. the victory. Yeah, it's amazing. And how often he says, God will give you the victory. God gives us the victory. Yeah. It's really encouraging. Absolutely. Eh? So keep that ending theme in mind about they're adamant. They're going to serve the Lord. They're going to seek him. They know that he's the best for them because they just had these victories. Because as we come into the book of just, uh, Judges, we're going to say, see what steals that yeah. adamancy from them. Okay. Is that a real word? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Determination <laughs> sounds better. Yeah. You normally correct me on my anglicismus. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to read ahead, anybody, uh, read up until chapter 3 of Judges. Judges. That's where we're going to start off with next week. Okay. Thanks again, Garth. Really, really great time in the book of Joshua. It was quick, uh, short and sweet and powerful. Great. And if you've been listening along, thank you. Uh, for listening and we really trust again that whatever you've picked up from what Garth has been sharing today will really bless and encourage you to to uh, see God for who he is and that the word of God will become even more and more alive to you. I just pray that over you in Jesus name. Until next time. Bye bye.